Welcome to St. Alphonsus Wellcast, the podcast where we explore the many facets of health and well-being. This podcast is brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Well-Being and a generous grant from the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. Welcome, welcome to the St. Alphonsus Wellcast. My name is Kim Cleveland. I'm a family nurse practitioner here at St. Alphonsus in the Department of Corporate Health and Wellbeing. And today we have Candy Zapia. Hello. And Debbie Maisner. Hi. Debbie is a registered nurse and health coach with our department and is a master of all things mindfulness. <laughs> I have crowned her that. <laughs> But today we are going to be talking about refining the work-from-home balance. Um, It is now 2023, and we are approaching three years since the beginning of the COVID-19 pandemic, which everyone is sick and tired of hearing about, but this has nothing to do with COVID itself, but everything about one of the consequences of COVID. Many of us now work from home completely or have some sort of hybrid work schedule that involves in-office time and some work-from-home time. And even for those around us who don't have jobs where they can work from home, thinking of my friends who work in hospitals or teachers in schools or people who work in manufacturing or things that require them to be present, some people may find themselves impacted by the change to the work-from-home environment. Um, This could include hours are shorter at different businesses you go to, the in-person hours, or maybe you have a harder time reaching people. Or the opposite, maybe you have a hard time not doing work on the weekends or at home um, because so much is virtual and available to you at a moment's notice. So this podcast is for everybody. We are going to explore balance, boundaries, and general good habits surrounding a work-from-home or hybrid schedule now that we've sort of settled in over the last few years. How does that sound? Sounds great. (laughs) Great. So I'm let's, here for it. Yeah, that's good. I'm glad to have you here for it. So let's start by going through some things we've learned as a workplace society since more individuals have started working from home. The first thing is that some people love working from home. Can I have a show of hands? Me. <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love being able to work from home. So what are the things you love about it, Candy? No commute. That is is a big thing. Now, mind you, we are here in Boise, Idaho, and our whole entire state only has 1.5 million people. So the traffic isn't terrible, (laughs) but the majority of that traffic is going um, from my direction, which is more west, into east, into Boise, and back again. um, And it adds usually, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. If it's bad traffic, it can be an hour that I'm just sitting in the car. And the ability to get up, see my kids in the morning, make sure my daughter's hair is right before she goes to school. (laughs) Just the essentials. (laughs) Yeah. And then start my day comfortable and quiet Um, without having to come in after the rush hour traffic and do I have my lunch and everything and finding a parking space or, you know, it's just so relaxing. I love easing my way into the morning. Yeah, that's a huge benefit for sure is Mm -hmm. being able to to definitely eliminate that commute piece. That's so stressful for so many people. What about you, Debbie? Are you in the camp of love it or hate it? I, I definitely don't hate it. I... 
I do enjoy, I enjoy a hybrid. That's what I like. I like being able to do both work from home and come in. I do miss connecting with people when I'm working from home. I miss the team. I miss uh, just coffee talk and water cooler talk and all of that stuff. You don't realize how much of your day is spent that way when you're like sitting at the computer all day. Um, So those those kinds of things, I like to shake it up, I guess. I like having the flexibility now to do both. I think that's great. Um, some people love working from home. Some of the benefits are the lack of commute, like Candy said. Some people love the flexibility, um, then not having to pack a lunch. You can start working a little bit earlier. Um, and then some people are more introverted and they don't thrive in the office environment. And so working from home allows for them to selectively choose when they're interacting with the outside world or interacting right. with coworkers. And I think that is a huge benefit for so many people. Some people hate working from home. Um, Some of the pitfalls Debbie spoke about include disconnecting from teamwork, like not feeling like you're part of the work culture, um, less motivation to get out of the house. And then the one big one that I came across when talking to different people who work from home is that it can be hard to have that physical separation from work and home because they're now in the same place. Yes. Particularly if you're not working in a co-working space or you know, some sort of external um, um, workspace that's maybe not in an office building, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, those those places you can rent out and that kind of thing. Um, so I think those are all really valid things. Um, talking to employers and employer groups about um, issues that they have related to working from home, it sounds to me from, from the interviews that I've done that it can be really hard for new hires to start on working from home because they don't always assimilate to the culture because they are not in the culture, per se. Mm -hmm. Um, Their exposure to the culture at the workplace is much less. So feeling like you're a member of the team or feeling close with your team is something that they struggle with. And then, you know, retaining those employees because those connections are not made can be a struggle for many workplaces, for sure. Definitely. Um, The other issue that we've talked about is sort of You know, surveillance is not a thing at many organizations, although some organizations have started to pick it up where you have to turn on a webcam all day so they can make sure you're working and, you know, all sorts of ways that they they know that the hours you're putting forth are actually happening, even if they're happening from home. Um, So there are definitely some concerns about what are people doing from home, particularly if it's not um, a structured job like you know, taking calls or requiring you to be in meetings all day, but via Zoom or something like that. So if you have more of a project-based job, then employers have concerns about whether or not people are getting their work done. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, actually it seems like while those are concerns from an employer perspective, a lot of times there's certainly situations where that occurs, but it sounds like a lot of it is not super founded. People are actually very productive right. when they're working from home. And we actually find the opposite to be true, where people are not carving out time for themselves at all for personal time during the work day or for that lunch break and are often working through because they almost feel guilty in a lot of ways if they're not working and they're at home. Right. So it's interesting that some of the concerns that are had by employers as are some of the opposite <laughs> concerns that are had by yeah. employees. And that's one of the benefits that I didn't mention earlier that um, 
but I definitely am more productive at home than I am in an office. I am a social person, and due to that fact, um, I often have people coming to visit me in my office, or we take extra (laughs) breaks, and um, sometimes the nature of my job can allow for that, and other times I'm buried deep in data, and I do not need any type of distraction that will throw me off my numbers or my, you know, things like that. And I find that my productivity, because I can get easily distracted, um, actually goes much higher when I'm at home than when I'm in the office. And what I find interesting about the um, organizations that are trying to you know, look or have your webcam on to make sure that you're doing stuff, you know, that isn't the same that occurs in an office. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of times just your presence is seen as you must be working, Mm -hmm. but that's not the case. (laughs) (laughs) Your presence does not equal work, nor does, you know, not being visible mean that you're not working, you know. So it is interesting that they are seeing kind of the opposite in there. But productivity for certain people can be much higher in the work from home space. Yeah, I, th- I think it's super interesting um, how all of it, you know, it also brings to mind different workplace habits or work habits that people have. Because, you know, some people are sort of the type that are going to chip away at a project all day long. And then other people are sort of like sprinters. You know? Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> when they get a ton done in a short period of time and then need to kind of rest for a second and then get a ton done. And, and I think that there's, you know, everyone sort of has their different style in terms of how they work best and how they accomplish what they need to accomplish. Um, but certainly, you know, working from home or in an office, there is a certain balance between, you know, the the times when you're very engrossed in work versus the times when you're kind of backed off a little bit because being completely engrossed for, you know, 8 to 12 hours a day is not always super sustainable. Right. Right. Um, so, Debbie, what are your top tips that you have found that have helped you when you're working from home in terms of productivity and mental health? Oh. Uh, what are practices that you've used? Yeah. I know. I'm trying to think of something that's different from what I do at work work. I, cause I, I do have to write down everything I'm going to do for the day. Uh, I do, if I want to really get something done instead of being down in my kitchen, I need to mm-hmm. go up to my office mm-hmm. and I need to have like a nice setup. So I put, I have two screens and then I put, them up at eye level and like I just need it kind of um aerodynamically or what is ergonomically (laughs) yeah I work fast you guys I work really fast Um, I I just need it I need like that working space where I can close my office door and really focus so those things help and definitely taking breaks I find and not having lunch at my desk that is very helpful for me. Yeah, so those are two of the top tips that I wanted to discuss today. Um, so the first thing is having a home office space where you're planning on working, and if possible, keeping that home office space separate from your living space is a really great tip. Obviously, some people live in apartments or smaller spaces, or they're sharing a space with other individuals, maybe you have roommates or a family. And so having a home office isn't 
great for you, isn't going to work. But um, if you can keep that area separate, then that is a really great way to give physical separation to the area where you're working versus the area you're living so that you know when you're in your workspace, it's work time. And when you're in your living space, you're living in your free time. Um, And so making sure that setup is all great for you in terms of minimal distractions, um, having everything ready for you, get your glass of water, get everything sort of set up in a way that's ergonomic, like you said, Debbie, um, and setting things up in a a way that that feels like you're kind of sitting down for the work day, I think is a really great tip for um, working from home. Many of us maybe over the last couple of years have started like working at the kitchen counter, myself included, (laughs) and things like that. But it is so much harder to ignore distractions when you're not in a designated workspace. Right. Um, And then Debbie said that she likes to make her list of everything she's doing for the day. And I think that's great. I love the idea, too, of doing a weekly check-in. We have a program that we have to do a weekly check-in with our um, supervisor with. But if you don't have that, sort of scheduling in a time for yourself to check in how you're feeling, what you need to get done this week, um, what you need this week in terms of helping your productivity. Like, are there things going on in your personal life that are going to impact your professional hours or your ability to focus? Or are there things in your work life that maybe are outside of normal business hours or outside of normal responsibilities that are going to impact your personal life so that you can anticipate your own needs and sort of get them out on paper or get them out in the forefront of your mind so you're aware of that? Um, And then also sort of marking like what's urgent, how is your motivation to get those urgent things done, and check in with both just your personal and your work life. Um, I think is a really great idea so that you can set yourself up for success for the week and then breaking that down into smaller daily goals, like at the beginning of the day, writing down what you're hoping to accomplish for the day and and sort of keeping that going throughout the week. And then when you circle back the following week, you have the opportunity to pull things that maybe didn't get done and and sort of reevaluate the previous week as well. That was kind of long-winded. But basically checking in with yourself about what you need to get done and how quickly you need to do it is a good idea. <laughs> Absolutely. I think that's great. That's a great tip. Although, Candy, I know your to-do list uh, grows and grows and oh grows. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, things are always popping up on that to-do list that I wasn't anticipating. But another tip that I would share as well is if you are at home and you might have a spouse who does not work from home. My spouse works in medicine, and so... Um, When he's not working, he is at home, and so am I. And um, especially during the summertime when the kids are off of school or if they have a day off or something like that, really talking to the family and letting them know, like, mom is at work. And so when I am in my office and my doors are closed, like, I need to have that space to be able to, you know, not be distracted and that sort of thing. And after having those conversations and kind of giving a game plan also to those family members that might still be in your home or roommates or, you know, whoever is in your home, um, that can be really helpful. So that way you guys just have a game plan um, for, okay, this is the workspace. We're not going to interrupt. And then when you're setting that schedule for yourself from, 12 to 1, I'm having my lunch. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. the time when I can come out, I can interact with you, Mm -hmm. I can go to the gym, I can take the dog for a walk, you know, anything like that. But then once 1 o'clock comes, you know, it's back to work. 
Yeah, I love that. That was another tip that I had. Um, and that includes like scheduling your breaks in. Yes. So um, when, you know, many people may just say like, oh, I'm going to run and put a load of laundry in real quick, or I'm going to, you know, go and get dinner started. It's three o'clock. Like if I can get a jump start on this, it'll help the evening. Um, but instead of doing that, trying to schedule a task and carve time in your schedule for that, knowing that, you know, at work, there is water cooler time right. and setting a 15 minute break in the morning and a 15 minute break in the afternoon, maybe something that you need to do and doing that and then defending your time for that, you know, not scheduling meetings during that time and, and making sure it's, it's something that's blocked off that you're doing. So you have time to do things that you want to do um, while still working from home and getting all of your work done, all of your hours in and then adjusting your calendar to reflect the amount of work you need to get done um, is a great way to do that so that it's, not so much that your personal life is infiltrating throughout the work day. Um, so scheduling things out, sort of blocking time, figuring out what you're going to do when, and, and scheduling that is a great idea. And then sort of on the same vein, for people who are um, sort of maybe struggling with not interacting with coworkers or feeling disconnected from the workplace, scheduling in times to interact with coworkers, like sort of checking in like, hey, how's everything going? You know, can I help you with anything? You know, how's, you know, just kind of catching up with people a little right. bit, I think is a great idea too. So you feel connected to your team and, and you're, you know, kind of maintaining a constant line of communication right. um, can be really helpful for those of us who like to interact with our coworkers um, so that we're able to do that. And uh, I love our, our huddles that we do as a group and sort of getting the idea of what's going on in the department. And then, um, you know, I love kind of pinging my individual coworkers here and there just <laughs> for input and to talk yeah. about, you know, how we're working together on different topics. Scheduling water cooler time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then when we're talking about um, ways to take care of ourselves while working from home as well, I think that we need to mention, too, just making sure we're getting adequate movement throughout our day just to kind of stand up and stretch, maybe take a little walk during lunch, um, spend a moment doing like a mindfulness exercise or doing some breathing, doing something that sort of supports your mental and physical health as well so that you're not completely hunched over the computer for eight hours <laughs> straight, hold up in your home office. Um, it's still really important and something that we need to make sure we're scheduling time for when it's so tempting just to kind of bury our heads down and kind right. of keep working. Debbie, what's your approach to um, incorporating sort of mental health into your daily routine when you're working from home? Um, well, I've started to do more mindfulness sessions. And in fact, we have a, a thoughtful Thursday session we do for our colleagues here at St. Alphonse's. So every Thursday, it's just kind of an open meeting at 1215 if you want to pop in and do a guided meditation. And you can find so many free ones on YouTube. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so that is something I think is good just to incorporate it for like 10, 15 minutes at least once a day. Yeah, I think that's so important, too, just to kind of disconnect your mind a little bit from the work you're doing and kind of tune inward is a really great way to keep ourselves going and productive throughout the day, too. I think there is a lot of really great research, too, to 
prove that your productivity is increased when you've done a mindfulness exercise if you're looking for an outcome-based <laughs> measurement about why you should do it. But overall, it feels really good, and it can and it can help us sort of tune inward to improve our ability to respond to situations we are dealing with at work. Um, so sort of just recapping a little bit, having regular business hours that you're holding for yourself in your home office, communicating those to your team, having a separate space for yourself, checking in with yourself and your coworkers about priorities for the week, um, scheduling your breaks and your mental health time, and setting yourself up for success with a space and area that supports you and feels um, you know, work-centered and, and less distracted are all really great tips for us as we're working from home and continue to. Um, and then, of course, you know, making sure you're prioritizing your mental health and, and getting movement throughout your day and, and mindfulness. So if anybody has any questions or comments or tips for things that they've done to improve their um, ability to work from home productively, um, I would love for you to drop those in the comment section. And if you have any topics you'd like to hear about, you can email us at sawellness at stalfonsis.org, and we would love to talk about things you want to hear about. And we hope you have a great day, a great end to 2022, and a brilliant start to 2023. Have a good day. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode of St. Alphonsus Wellcast, brought to you by St. Alphonsus Corporate Health and Wellbeing and the St. Alphonsus Foundation. Always be sure to catch new episodes by subscribing to us through all major podcast platforms, including Apple, Google, and Spotify. We hope you'll tune in again. Until then, be well.